Welcome to In Step with Broadway Dance Lab, a podcast that explores the practice and process of becoming a choreographer. Today, a conversation with Ron Todorowski. You know, in, in, in the best efforts of giving back into the future, I thought, like, that's what I want to do. I want to give an amazing dancer, dancers, rather, artists, um, the opportunity to, like, speak with their bodies, to speak with dance. A native of Pittsburgh, PA, Ron has had an extensive and diverse career in concert, musical theater, and commercial dance. He has appeared in eight Broadway shows, including the current revival of Cats, and has danced with major dance companies, including Complexion's Contemporary Ballet and Parsons Dance. Ron spoke with me about his unique path, his relationship with choreographers Twyla Tharp and Mia Michaels, and his secrets for success in the industry. A friend of mine said to me a long time ago, he said, you only need two out of these three things, talent, luck, and perseverance. And I've always loved that, and I'd like to think that I've just been really lucky to have at least two of those things, you know what I mean, at, at different times. I'm Nick Kepley, Director of Communications for Broadway Dance Lab, and your host for today. Stay with us. So, thank you, Ron, for being here. You're it's so great, welcome. Great to have you. Um, I really, honestly loved watching you work when you were working with BDL. It was... It was a joy, and I loved your piece so Thanks, much. Thanks, Nick. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the question I always like to start with is how dance found its way into your life. My goodness, dance found its way into my life. I watched my next-door neighbor practicing cartwheels, and <laughs> I was like, I want to do that. I want to flip. And so I took a summer program of gymnastics when I was seven, and um, my coach, it was just like a quick like two, three-week program, and my coach at the time was like, my mom has a dance school, and uh, he told my mother, he was like, your son's pretty flexible, but not very strong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but he seemed, you know, he had the eye for um, noticing that I had flexibility and that, you know, had good feet and like had, you know, things that um, would uh, be good for dancing. And the dance school had a very strong acrobatic program, and I was very flexible. And so he was like... One, I, you know, he, he encouraged my mom to uh, put me into an acrobatic class at his mom's dance studio, and I loved it. And then from there, uh, each year I took a different form of dance. And ballet was last because I was so afraid of getting made fun of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but as soon as I took ballet, it, it completely took uh, a 360 and that's when I like really started getting serious about it and this was in Pennsylvania is that yeah this is uh in Pennsylvania um outside of Pittsburgh okay. in a tiny little town I grew up in a tiny town called McDonald okay and my real name is Ronald oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you I, you have to yeah you have to tell McDonald. me yeah I'm Ronald from McDonald <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so did you grow up watching Pittsburgh Valley Theater at all or you know I I, Pittsburgh is so, like so many cities, it's so big. Um, the outskirts are so big. And I, I didn't take advantage of what the, the downtown arts community had to offer, really. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did go to a Nutcracker when I was like, uh, you know, in my early teens and stuff. But um, I was pretty clueless as I was so um, 
uh, engrossed in our like local dance studio activities mm-hmm. and my school activities. I, I really didn't um, venture into like, you know, the CLO or things that I found out about later. You right. know what I mean? Like the CLO and the Pittsburgh Ballet. Um, yeah, like I said, I think I saw like one nutcracker right. when I was a teenager. And then going into college, you studied concert dance in school? or I did not go to college. Okay. I asked my parents to give me uh, one year to just, you know, sort of, what do they call it? Isn't that something in Europe? Like a gap year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I just felt in my gut, I, I think it's so important, I want to say this first, I think it's so important, college is so important. But for me at the, at the time, I, I convinced my parents that I just felt like, I need, I, I, for me, I just needed to give it a go right away, just, mm-hmm. just to see if I could book anything. And uh, there was an opportunity, I had three years of German in high school, and there was a production of Cats that was um, auditioning in New York City, um, the production of Cats in Hamburg, Germany. Oh, wow. And so I was like, I would love to do that. I loved the show, and I spoke a little bit of German. Mm-hmm. So that ended up being my first uh, job. And so before that, you had done not really any theater performing as a kid? Or? No, I hadn't. I, 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 um, I sang in my chorus, my high school chorus. But uh-huh. we, we didn't even like do any like musicals or plays or anything. We just did like concerts. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd never really been a part of a show before. So what was that like, that audition process? Like, did you feel out of your element or like surprised by what you were being asked yeah, to do? Yeah, I mean, I felt I felt overwhelmed at New York City in general, mm-hmm. I, even though I had been to New York. Um, but yeah, like that first audition experience, I think everybody, I don't want to speak for everybody, for me, like I, yes, it was a lot, you know, and I, it was very intimidating and, um, you know, but I quickly learned that, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I remember this, I, I remember this guy like, you know, rehearsing all these, like, you know, doing all these big stretches and, like, all these, like, crazy elements and stuff. And then, you know, no disrespect to him, but, like, we got into the room and he completely crumbled. Yeah. <laughs> so it actually, lot. I think so. And I, I quickly learned, I was like, okay, don't let, don't let anyone intimidate you, you know, outside of the room. Just focus on yourself. And, um, yeah, it, but yes, of course, naturally, the, especially the singing. Yeah, you know, the right. singing audition, singing in front of, um, you know, the creative team by yourself with a pianist for the first time is, is frightening for anyone. Yeah. And, and did you know to bring a song? Did you? Have I did. I did know that. <laughs> I can't remember who informed me of that. But yes, I did have, uh, it was uh, All I Need Is The Girl. Okay. Yep. yep. Popular Popular one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that happened. And was that before, because you have quite an extensive list of, of concert dance companies that you've mm-hmm. worked with. Did that, did the Cats thing happen before that or? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you finished Cats and then you, you decided you missed dance or how did that happen? Yeah. What happened was I came back to New York City and Mia Michaels was auditioning for her company and I knew her from uh, when I was a teenager and uh, I, th- I believe I saw her before her audition and she was like, you know, come audition for the company. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that was my first like uh dance company experience um but I was also a vacation swing uh at Footloose okay. which was my first Broadway show oh, awesome. so for about a year and a half I did um uh I was vaca- it was kind of like a really perfect time in that like it worked out really well that I could do both like I was a vacation swing for Footloose when they needed me which was quite often <laughs> and um and and dancing in uh 
yeah, so to answer your question, Mia Michaels was the first dance company that I worked with. Okay. Wow, that's amazing that you could do both of those things simultaneously. Yeah, I mean, that was pure luck, yeah. as we all know. Yeah. And so talk a little bit Doesn't about... always happen right, <laughs> that way. Talk a little bit about um, swinging, because it's a very yeah. that's a very unique job. And, and yes. how, yeah, what was that experience like for you? I'm so, so, so grateful that it was my first... Because I was a swing in Cats. Hmm. And... Um, I'm so grateful it was my first job. Mm. So grateful for so many reasons. I think it takes, you know, my, one of my really good friends who I respect so much um, uh, says, you know, she, she, she believes that like swings are like the backbone of a show. And I, I completely 100% agree with that because you have to do, you have to wear so many hats and be so quick mm. and, and uh, spontaneous. And um, uh, it's just, it's it's an incredible job and an incredible position. I'm so glad I did it as my first job because afterwards when I was not a swing, I was so compassionate and so respectful of the people that were swinging because I knew how, I knew how hard it was for yeah. me yeah. Um, and how hard it is to be a good swing. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I always say that everybody should be in the business at least a swing one, uh, at least it should be a swing once, a dance captain once, and some kind of like assistant. Yeah, I totally agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm curious how you, you know, because I've swung once, but it, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't really a typical situation. Okay. Um, but having assisted some and watching the swings kind of from day one start to work, it's not like someone walks up to them and hands them a manual of this is how you swing a show or right. this is how you make your book and this is right. how... So, so how, how was that process for you? Was there someone well, that took you under their wing? Or? No, no, not at all. No, I, I got very... I, I will say this. I got very lucky with my first swing job, which was Cats in Germany, in that we were so well casted Mm -hmm. that I had plenty of time to learn my tracks, Mm -hmm. like so much time. Um, (laughs) As opposed to uh, when I started vacation swinging um, Footloose, I was literally thrown in. Like, it was so fast. Like, I don't even... I I can't, I'm not even sure I really knew the show <laughs> when I went in for my first, which is not uncommon yeah. for a lot you know a lot of people's experiences. So um, yeah, yeah, you're kind of like I, I'm on Broadway right now. I don't even know what I'm <laughs> I don't doing. even know what I'm doing. It's not the debut that I expected. Right, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, still yeah. great nonetheless. Um, so just a little bit more about. Um, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the difference in the worlds of concert dance and, and Broadway. Mm-hmm. Because, right, I mean, I think it's a really exciting time on Broadway right now. Yeah. Where, where sort of, you know, we went, we, there used to be a period like 70s, 80s where those worlds were crossing a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of stopped. Yeah. And now it's com- really coming back mm-hmm. um, with like Chris Wilden and Justin Peck yeah. and, you know, Carousel. And yep. so, uh, but f- what's your experience been like uh, living in those two worlds? How are they different or the same or... Yeah, I mean, when I first so after me as uh, me and Michael's company, I I did Parsons, which was a totally different kind of uh, experience up to like from for me professionally, artistically, in every way up to that point. And um, because uh, you know most of the company had kind of, was fresh out of Juilliard, and they had you know, and I was coming from theater, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, quite honestly, like with very, very little to none, no modern dance experience. And this is a modern dance company. So that was uh, pretty challenging. And um, 
I think very quickly, I remember a friend of mine actually, uh, I was doing, before Parsons, I was doing Barry Manilow's Copacabana and a tour, the national tour, first national, and this, uh, this girl who I worked with, beautiful dancer who was in Alvin Ailey for years, um, you know, I, I, we started talking about it, I told her I, I got a position at Parsons, and I said, uh, what should I expect? And she was like, you should expect that you will never work harder mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to work really, really, really hard. Mm-hmm but it's going to be amazing and I'm so happy that you're having this experience and she was right you know it's it's I would say that's probably one of the biggest differences it's like um if you're in a dance company you better love to dance yeah (laughs) because you're doing it all day long and most of the time for not a lot of money Mm -hmm. and so that experience taught me very quickly how much I loved dance Mm -hmm. and um and then really yeah, I, so I would say like you, you just in, in concert dance you're you're really that's the focus. You know, you're like really focused on your training. You're you're taking company class every day. You're it's like you know, athlete. yeah, for sure. You know, whereas in in a show in a Broadway show generally, um, you you know you're not held responsible for taking a class mm-hmm. or for you know you just show up and it's about more about creating the show mm-hmm. um, itself mm-hmm. and. Um, Unless you're doing a show for Twyla Tharp, you know, right. <laughs> she really pretty much demands you to take class, which I love. Um, so yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest difference, for, like dance wise, mm-hmm. you know, is mm-hmm. that it's just it's a it's a different kind of. But it is hard to be in a a, a, a theatrical show as well in mm-hmm. a different kind of way, right? You know, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about Twyla mm-hmm. because you've worked with her a lot. Um, yeah. What's what's that like? Oh gosh, it's so amazing. She's. I could go on and on about it. I'm trying to generalize. You know, I think that my favorite thing about Twyla is her preparedness, her um, her work ethic, the demand she puts on herself, um, which, you know, you, f- you feel it without expressing it you know, herself. You know, you feel that in the room, you know, that she's she's worked so hard. She's been working on this for hours before she's even entered the room. Mm-hmm. And there is a, you can't help but to be, you know, want to... Um, deliver, you know, uh, a good product for her. And that is so inspiring. And um, yeah, I would say like her, you know, she's just so determined to, uh, to, to, to create and to grow. She has to, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, she's just such an amazing artist and, um, and intelligent, her intelligence, she's so smart and so well-read and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I have no idea what she's talking about, you know, speaking in metaphors and like, you know, going out, but whatever, but I'm fascinated and I want to know. And I, you know, I, over the years, like I got to a point where I would just you know, be like, wait, what? Okay. And then she'd explain again. And, um, but she's, she's, she's amazing. She's an amazing choreographer, but she's also an amazing teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, ha- has a has a nurturing side too, and you know, w- will be the first if you know you're if you're sick or if you're, like the last tour, not the last tour, the tour before last. I was um, I was having a horrible cough, and uh, I was just really really busy at the time. And she was like, you know, really con- genuinely concerned, like go to the doctor. But it turns out I had bronchitis, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But um, yeah, you know, she really, really cared and, like, wanted me, was the one that was, like, go to the doctor right now, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, she, there's just many, I, I just, I really genuinely love the woman. I yeah. really do. 
And were you in the original cast of Moving Out? I was not. You replaced? No, I did. I replaced a gentleman that unfortunately died. Oh my gosh. Passed wow. away. Oh, yeah. Wow. Really, 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 really sad. Wow. Um, and uh, I didn't know him, yeah. but uh, I had just come back from working in Europe, and uh, and they were holding auditions to replace him as the matinee Eddie. Okay. Um, so yeah. talk talk about what that's like um, replacing a role versus originating mm-hmm. a role. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that particular show might have been different than others yeah. would be, but. Yeah, I mean, well, with Moving Out specifically, um, you know, I was doing a role that was created on John Selya, and who's so amazing and such. You know, <laughs> we're just so different. You know, he's, he's. I mean, he was that character in so many ways, and uh, I found that so intimidating when I first when I first watched the show and watched him do it. But I, it was also extremely helpful because I just kind of, for lack of a better term, it, especially in the beginning, just tried to copy mm-hmm. what he was doing just his you know like what essentially what he he created in the character um and uh and then of course over over time found my own voice in it right. um and I think that that's kind of general generally speaking that's kind of how I've approached my process if I've replaced mm-hmm. someone you know it's like I just do um like just recently in Cats for instance you know it's like because I'm working with a partner so often, you know, I, I was just like, I'm just going to do what he's been doing, mm-hmm. you know, at first just to get, you know, um, connected with my partner properly. And then we can sort of slowly morph into creating our own thing. Um, and the teams, and, are creative teams usually pretty, like, is that usually what they encourage you to do? Do they encourage you to kind of copy the performance that's happening now? Not or necessarily, no. I think that's more like my personal okay process and how I've uh, jumped into like replacing someone mm-hmm. replacing a track yeah I'm sure yeah no I don't I don't feel that, that I've felt pressure necessarily mm-hmm. you know and then when you're and then of course when you're creating something from scratch yes that's a whole other um, that's a whole other thing because you have so much space and freedom to well depending on who you're working with right but <laughs> but um yeah, you know, where, yeah, you, it's, it's all you, you know, and it's, it's, yes, you're, you're creating something from, you know, uh, if, if being, you know, from the tiniest things of like being asked if you want to climb, you know, in a Broadway show, for instance, like in one show I won't mention, but they were like, do you want to climb? Who wants to climb this, uh, rope, this ladder? And I like l- literally hid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to do that eight times a week. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but that's great. That's the great thing about creating a track. You know yeah. what I mean? Is like you can sort of <laughs> try to get out of those moments if, if possible. Right. And the more shows you've done, it, like, the more you know. <laughs> you do. Like, do not put your hand up right Totally. Now. <laughs> don't be, you're just think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was one show where I was like, uh, the choreographer was like, what can you do here? It was Guys and Dolls. And I was playing Brandy Bottle Baits. So I was just like, you know, drunk. My character was drunk the whole time. And I had a flask in hand or whatever. He's like, okay, creating my moment my, when I placed my bet. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And I did a standing tuck. And immediately, <laughs> I regretted it. I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like, yeah, that's great. And I was like, so that's what I was stuck with. <laughs> and there were some matinees that it was really close. It cut it really, really close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> To learn more about Josh Prince and Broadway Dance Lab, visit www.broadwaydancelab.org. InStep will be right back. (laughs) 
So then, I'd love to now kind of move into your associate work, mm-hmm. and particularly you assisted Mia Michaels on the Celine Dion show in yeah. Vegas. How did that come about, and what was that experience like? That came about um, when I was doing Parsons. I think I was, yeah, I was still doing Parsons, and I took Mia's class. She was teaching class, and um, I hadn't seen her in a while, if I remember correctly. It was so long ago, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. I hadn't seen her in a while, and I took her class, and um, she asked to, to have, you know, go have coffee and she had something exciting to tell me and then um, asked if I'd be interested in assisting her on, on the Celine Dion show, which of course I said yes, 1,000%. Um, had you assisted And before? I had not. Okay. I had not. And, um, you know, it was, it was hard. It was a really, really hard job on every level for, for myself and for Mia. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was really tough on both of us. And uh, you know, we had like fifty dancers and basically just a blank canvas wow. for months. Yeah, with not a lot of direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was. You know, it was it was one of her big you know, first big jobs. And so there was a lot of pressure on her and there was a lot of pressure on me. I'd never really done it before and she was taking a huge risk on me. Um, but it ended up being like one of the best, ex- I mean, it changed, it really did change my course. Uh, didn't change my course. It, it, it opened my mind to uh, the future of choreography mm-hmm. because she was the first person that ever said, you, she, she basically said, um, you know, you're a choreographer mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like if there was any doubt that you, you know, couldn't do this, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when did you, when was your first choreographic uh, job on your own? I know that um, for me, like when I, when I was in Mary Poppins, like the, you know, you get into that eight show a week mm-hmm. routine. Yeah. So you have, and you get used to it, and so you have a little free time in your head to think about other things. Yes, and that was a for big moment sure. for me to start being like, maybe I want to like play around, just like get friends. No, together you're right. And, you know. You're right. I actually got yes when I was on the. Um, I, I did move out for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I was on tour for a long time, and I, I, had a, I, you know, I found myself having a little extra time on my hands, and that was when I actually started thinking about what I'd like to work on. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was too tired physically to like work in a studio a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I definitely that that started the ro- the the balls rolling of, of like you know just what I would like to work on right. in the future and stuff, um, right. which ended up being what I worked on at BDL. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead and talk about that actually, mm-hmm. about because you came to us with a very specific project in mind. Yeah, yeah. So I, when I was like I said, I was on tour with Moving Out, and I, um, I just thought to myself, what, <laughs> as as so many artists do when you're in like a job that seems so perfect, and and you know, for me that job was perfect on every level. It was just it was concert dance with a theatrical storyline and a commercial success. I mean, who doesn't want that? That it was perfect yeah. for me. And I thought, why are there not more opportunities like this? Why, why that, that's so unfair. Why are there not, you know, what am I going to do after this? Like what show is going to provide this for me? And so I thought, you know, in, in, in the best efforts of giving back into the future, I thought, like, that's what I want to do. I want to give an amazing dancer, dancers, rather, artists, um, the opportunity to, like, speak with their bodies, to speak with dance, mm-hmm. you know, and not, don't get me wrong, I love traditional musicals. I love being, you know, a part of telling a story in that way, too. But it's unfair. There's not enough 
shows out there where dancers are the leads mm-hmm. and dancers get to tell the story without opening their mouths. I love singing, but it's not my first love right. in any way, shape, or form. Right. Dances, and I love to act through dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, you ended up doing how many songs were in the piece that you did for it? Uh, for BDL, I ended up using four or five, I okay. think. And was that the first full stab at, at making no. a movement to that music? Okay, so no, how did, no. was that progress? That was a, pro- oh gosh, like, uh, the fr- okay, so the timeline was in 2012, I hurt my back when I was in Wicked on Broadway, and um, it was really scary, and I thought for a second, particularly in the first like week or two, that I was maybe really, really... Um, F word screwed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I might be done sooner than I think, yeah. and it scared the hell out of me. And I, um, but I'm a yogi, and uh, I was reading a really great book at the time that talked about like uh, transcending energy and like you know using quote unquote dark times to like grow mm-hmm. the most. And I thought, how could I use this time in the best way? You know, how can I, because you know, I ended up going on a three-month medical leave, which at first sounded like so awful, but ended up being so amazing because it was right in the middle of the summer and my partner and I just built a summer house and it wasn't, wow. so, it wasn't so bad, actually. Yeah. My friend actually said that he was like, oh, poor you, you get to go to your house for three months like <laughs> right. during the summer, uh, get out of here. Um, so it ended up being good. But, you know, when a dancer, you know, for any dancer whose body is, you know, compromised it's it feels it's scary you know especially the first time it happens and that was the first time it happened to me as an adult Mm -hmm. and so um yeah so I I ended up doing a yoga certification it was right in the middle of my my medical leave and I also reached out to um you know a lot of amazing dancers that I just happened to know and happened to have their emails and I got 25 dancers to come in and just devoted their time I mean amazing dancers Mm -hmm. um still can't believe I got like that group together um and it was a two I just I just committed to two hours a day um uh for two weeks and um that was when I that was the first time I stabbed I took a stab and it really was like I mean that was life-changing because it was like oh this is this is what I want to do for sure you know whether it's this project or you know just something it's it's definitely the next chapter is choreography yeah so uh, what was your time with us like? How was that? Particularly, I'm curious always yeah. to hear how people feel about, like you had mentioned, Mia hadn't cast her dancers in the sure. show. You didn't cast right. the BDL dancers. What was that like, stepping into a room yeah, with the dancers? Yeah, I was nervous about that, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I was also excited about it. You know what I mean? Because it forces you to work with who you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't want to say you always should, but... Um, you know, I'm, I don't know. I, it was it was amazing. It ended up being so amazing, and and of course, you know, I trust. I mean, I I trust Josh, one hundred percent knows what he's doing, and and uh, you know, assured me that it would he would take into consideration when casting, you know, the the choreographers that he had because he he couldn't just cast the dancers for my style and my work. He had to he had to take into consideration Jeremy and Wendy's as well. Right. Um, so, uh, and he did such a great job. Mm-hmm. You, you all did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was, that was a little scary, but it ended up being so wonderful. I came that first day of his process, his rehearsal process, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, they were so great. I loved them right away. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your process. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, 
do you like to pl- to prep a lot of your material beforehand before you come in the room with the dancers, or do you like to work? Do you like kind of be inspired by them? Yeah, how does that work? I like both. Okay. I do. I like both. I love. I I love. Um, the thing, you know, going back to Twyla, I, the thing that I really love about her is that when you come in, like, she, th- there's zero time wasted. Mm-hmm. Zero. Zero. Like, you come in and you are on your feet going. And when she's done, she's done. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a 10 to 6, that's pro- that's actually probably one of my favorite things about her, actually, is that her process is that she... It is, you, you never feel like your time is being wasted, ever. And I think that's what I've taken from her, choreographically speaking, is I never want anyone to feel like I'm wasting their time. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people sitting around and getting, you know, because they're also getting cold and they're also, you know, which, you know, um, so yeah, I think, I think stimulate, keeping everyone stimulated and keeping everyone, so, so in that way I do like to be prepared mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, to have, I always want to, make sure I have something when I come into the room, you know? Um, but I also like to keep it free too and, and, um, challenge myself to get what I've prepared out and then go, just go, just keep going. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, just for me personally, my, my own journey Mm -hmm. has been, you know, I used to come in much more prepared than I do now. Okay. And, uh, I think that what I have seen over the years is that, leaving a little bit of room of unpreparedness allows yep. for surprise, yes. you know, and that's how I'm able to see things happen that I, I could never think of, you know, totally. and you, you have, you know, how 10, 20 other bodies in the room and brains, you might as well access. Yeah. That. So yeah. You, is that something oh, that you, if hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. And it was that a, was that a journey of like trust in yourself that you had to go through mm-hmm. to, to get to that? Oh yeah, I think so. And yeah, I think it, it's like, yeah, you gotta, um, it's like training as a, you know what I mean? Training as a dancer, you know, the more you do it, the more, right? It's like, don't you find like the the more, you know, but that's what was so amazing and attractive about Broadway Dance Lab Mm -hmm. is that like, you got the space, you got this, you know, like studio space in New York is so expensive. Yeah. And, you know, how are you supposed to get better at this if you don't have anywhere to go right. and, and to create, you know what I mean? So it's repetition and it's like figuring out your process. You know, it's going to change all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you need the space to do that. Right. It takes a village to make Broadway Dance Lab happen. And we depend on the support of organizations and individuals who believe in our mission and who want to help us nurture the next generation of choreographic talent. To learn more about how you can get involved or to make a donation, please visit broadwaydancelab.org. Instep will be right back. What What are some other um, lessons that you've learned in your process or ways mm-hmm. that you've changed over the years? I would say, you know, I think it depends on what I'm working on. Like, I just, like I could say for right now in this moment, um, I just did a job... Um, where I did, I was hired to do two numbers by myself, two uh, contemporary style pieces myself, but then um, collaborate with another choreographer on a few numbers. And that was a huge learning experience um, because we, um, it was myself and another female choreographer, and we 
come from completely different backgrounds. But we were involved, and we didn't even know each other, and we were forced to, like, create in a room, like, go, like, without even knowing each other and coming from these completely different backgrounds. But it ended up being so awesome mm-hmm. because we listened to each other. That I think that's the biggest thing I, I'm at right now, what I've learned, is collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, how to, how to collaborate and do it in a way that's non-egoic mm-hmm. and, but still hold on to your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Communicate. Was, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, that's something that choreographing in the theater gives you, which some people would see that as a plus sure. or a minus, yep. that that concert dance doesn't. And yes. I know that for me, I, I, I choreographed my, Guys and Dolls was actually my first professional show to choreograph, and then, mm-hmm. then I left the theater world and went back into ballet as a ballet master and did a 45-minute version of The Crucible, and I actually found wow. myself really missing, like, having an assistant, sure. having a director, having, oh my just gosh. because you're like... You know, well, I, I mean, I think this looks good. And I don't know. You know, you <laughs> totally. just kind of miss like having other voices. Absolutely. To, like... Yes, the assistant part is is huge. That's something that I I do not have a lot of experience with so far, and that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I agree. That is so helpful. Mm-hmm. It is so. I I finally understand that. Like why assistants are so important to yeah. choreographers and directors because you they are they're. I mean, of course, I knew that because I been one but like it's different when you're creating something and you it's so nice like you just said to have somebody to turn to and go yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe what do you think you know what I mean like right. I don't know I can't see it because you do you get to that place where you're like I can't I can't tell anymore right it's good yeah and have you have you done a lot of, much collaborating with directors in your career not like, a whole lot okay. no yeah. not as a choreographer right. myself right. no this this last job was was the last one was the first really okay yeah yeah um so uh Let's talk about your influences, mm-hmm. Twyla, obviously. Yeah. Um, what, what are some other influences uh, in the dance world for you? Uh, I mean, Baryshnikov was the reason I wanted to do ballet, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. for sure. And I got to meet him and dance for him at one of uh, our run-throughs uh, at his studio um, for Twyla's 50th tour, which was pretty cool. Wow. He shook my hand and said, good job. Awesome. I don't get starstruck ever, <laughs> yeah. ever, but I, that was a huge moment for me. Um, he was a huge inspiration to me. Um, yeah, of course, Mia. Um, I mean, honestly, like uh, most people that I've worked with, mm-hmm. really, like I would say like 95% of people I've worked with from, you know, David Parsons to Wayne Salento to, um, uh, you know, Des Mekinoff to uh, Franco Dragone, of course, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, but also, like, people I haven't worked with, people I've seen, like Pina Bausch, and, you know what I mean, like, other choreographers and directors, and Crystal Pite, and, you know what I mean, like, um, Fosse, of course, uh, Jerome Robbins, I would have to say, is the the recent one, because I just did a, um, uh, a lab of a new Jerome Robbins show mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And I got to dance his work, his theatrical and work that he did on New York City Ballet, mm-hmm. all in one show, like oh, wow. Dancer's Dream. Like, yeah. honestly, besides moving out, like, that was the, the best thing I've ever had the opportunity to do as a dancer. Um, to see, to get in there and really feel how brilliant he was yeah. and, and how and how he was, it. like, that That would be my, my newest inspiration. Like So versatile. Ugh. And so, like seamless transitions Mm -hmm. like amazing like an intention everything is has so much like 
deep intention behind it. Even you know, from from the toughest ballets, stuff like Interplay was one of the ballets we did. It's like crazy, yeah. crazy technical. Yeah. But it had a story. Mm-hmm. It had a very clear concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he would be like my, my most recent one. Mm-hmm. Like, and and where do you where would you like to see your career headed? Like you're still performing, yeah, right? I am right now, eight times a week. Yeah. So are you are you in a place where you feel like you're you're done with that, or are you still interested in continuing? You know, that, that has been something that it's come. <laughs> It, it's it's been ever changing in the last like two years like I thought maybe a few really just even a few months ago like I thought maybe I was you know close to being done I never want to say I'm done right. and you know um, especially if I have if I'm still if my body's still able to do it and people are giving me opportunities of course I will but um, and you're an amazing I, dancer oh I have thanks to say I appreciate that answer. thank yeah. you but yeah I um, I I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. And I think the great thing about it is like, yeah, it's just like, just enjoy it while you're doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I keep telling myself because yeah, like I, what I started to say was even just two months ago, I auditioned for something and it didn't work out and I thought I was perfect for it. And, you know, shame on me for ever thinking you just never know, just don't have any expectations when you audition for anything. That's my advice to young dancers <laughs> and, and artists just be in the moment and just trust that you'll land where you're supposed to. But then, so I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe this is it, you know, I've had a really good career and I, you know, anything I'd book now would just be icing on the cake, you know, and and then something came that you know um, that that intrigued me mm-hmm. performance wise. Um, so yeah, I so I'm the answer is that yeah, I, I think I'll just I'll just do it until um, I feel like I'm gonna know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think I'll I'll get pushed. I feel really grateful that it's not that it's happening slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just I booked this choreography job recently out of left field, and um, while I was, you know, obviously, so I was working on this choreography job while I was doing Cats at night, and I I thought like I mean, even though I was so exhausted, I thought this is exactly how I want it to be. I want it to be this slow transition. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, not feel like the band aid's been ripped off. Right. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a hard hard transition, and so I'm just curious, you know, how you feel about that, and advice for anyone else out there that's kind of in that middle place, and you know, do you feel like you have to make a choice? No, yeah, I don't. I really don't. No, I think I don't. I think we can put that on ourselves. You know, but I, I think if you if you want to do both, do both. You know, that's what I've been telling myself recently. You know, mm-hmm. do yeah, do do it all. Right, right. And, and I know that it's changed me when I perform, having yeah. been a choreographer. Oh sure. Right. Oh my gosh, yes. And um, yeah, and I think that, but but that's also a thing too. When you start to choreograph more, I don't know how you feel, but um, when you start to choreograph more, and then you're in a, someone else's process as yeah. a dancer. That shifts, doesn't it? Yes. Like because you're sometimes good, sometimes not good. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or as far as like what you you're like, whoa, this is so not my process and right. how I will be. And um, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a judgmental thing. It's just a, uh, it's knowledge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you ever feel that way when you were assisting too? I know that I yes. I had moments where. One hundred percent. Where I would feel, I would be watching, and I and I'd be like, I think I would do that differently. Yes. You know, which is good to know. First, it's yes, it's all. F- it's all food, right? It's all yeah. knowledge. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, what what is some advice that I mean? Your career has been incredible, and it's continuing to be incredible. So, 
what's some advice that you would give to young aspiring performers and or choreographers Mm -hmm. who are trying to get started? I would say just stay hungry. Stay hungry and open to learn. Take class. Take class. Take class. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really don't stop that aspect of it. You know, work with work with as many different people as possible. You know, like work work with, you know, and, and be open to, you know, uh, commercial work, to you know, concert work to, you know, like whatever. What And that, I think that goes for any artist. Just be, you know, like be open to all of it and just be versatile. Just, mm-hmm. just take in as many experiences as possible and train with as many different people in different styles as possible. And, you know, do things that are uncomfortable. Don't just get stuck in like the same, you know, contemporary fusion jazz class or, 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 or ballet or same ballet teacher. Or, you know what I mean? Like, Mix it up. I would say that's my biggest, yeah. This is, this is maybe a hard question for you to answer, but mm-hmm. what, what do you think it has been about you that's made you so successful? Like, in, in the, is there something you feel like you do in the audition room that really works? or what is um, Gosh. I, you know, a friend of mine said, <laughs> I don't know if this is answering your question, I apologize if it isn't, but a friend of mine said to me a long time ago, he said, you only need two out of these three things, um, talent, luck, and perseverance. And it's kind of a great thing, isn't it? I love, I've always loved that. And I'd like to think that I've just been really lucky to have at least two of those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At, at different times yeah. in my life. Um, you know, and, um, but I, I work really hard. I've worked really hard. I mean, this isn't something that, you know, I, yeah, I had, I had a natural ability growing up and I had good uh, teachers that exposed me to a lot, but I really took it on my own after when I started you know, when I left high school, I was so inspired by the artists that I worked with at Cats in Hamburg and saw how talented people were from all over the world that I was like, I, I, it was so inspiring. And I, I just, I wanted to keep going. I just wanted to keep learning and keep getting better and keep, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've worked really hard at it. And I think anybody that, that does have success of any kind does and has, you know, you know, it's all about the work ethic and, being kind, you know, mm-hmm. for me anyway, I think that's, that's a big, I think that's a big reason also that, that maybe I've had the success that I have is that I respect people and I, I've, was lucky enough to have parents that taught me to respect people and more than any, that's more than anything, that's the, the, what they've always said they're most proud of when they meet people that I've worked with and they say how nice I am mm-hmm. and because it goes a long way and we all know that in an audition process, sometimes talent doesn't get you anywhere if you're not nice (laughs) and you have a reputation you know what I mean it's like you you will get cut so fast so um so my last question Mm -hmm. that I always like to ask people on this is just why dance what is it about dance that is important why do we need dance in our lives oh gosh why do we need dance in our lives it's you know for me it's thinking back on it like I didn't know it at the time, but as a kid, especially, you know, I started, like, as I said, I I started when I was seven, eight. I didn't really know I loved it until, like, as I said, until I started taking ballet and I started, like, seeing that I, you know, could maybe, that I had some kind of talent or whatever. But even, even, even beyond that, I think it just very quickly was something that I think for everybody, and this is what I always try to tell kids when I'm teaching. It's like, if I see that they're, like, 
not like going for it and not like, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a form of expression unlike any other, you know, it's, it's, it's therapeutic, you know, it's 100% therapeutic. It's, um, I love that dance is making a comeback on television, you know, with these new TV shows and stuff. You know, it's like people, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, I don't know, you just can't help but to watch like dance at its best and not feel like all, you know, all these amazing feelings. And I don't know, I I think whether you're doing it or whether you're watching it, it's just, it's very, an art, an art form on its own. Um, And for me, it's just always been there and and always will be. Even when my body's not able to do it, I'm still going to step touch and plie and be that, that old crazy person in class. I will be, I will be him and I will unapologetically him that's right um, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like it's just yeah it just wants it get like like any passion right it's like once it gets in you it's there to stay yeah. it never goes away yeah well it's been a pleasure to talk yeah, to you thank, thank you, you so much thanks for having me and you're, you've been amazing <clears throat> to watch and I look forward to seeing what's, what same, happens next same thanks Nick yeah thank you InStep is created by Broadway Dance Lab and recorded edited and hosted by Nick Kepley You can listen to this podcast again, access our archives, and learn more about the company by visiting broadwaydancelab.org.